keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Sell out full of suffering, suck attach, son. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And you teeth look like two tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killing. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> total. Marks with Dan St. Germain. Welcome everybody to Total Evan Marks. I am the king of sad style, the man with the largest calves in the world, the St. Germain event. Joining me as always, Andy Cups, Robert Karpolis. How are you doing, Robert? I'm doing great. I love that because there's a guest. It's like when your parents dress up because they know somebody's coming over and you're like, why are they acting weird? Like Dan's <laughs> so fired up and everyone's listening to the podcast. Like, is this well, the same fucking show? You know, look, here's here's why I worked out for probably the first time. I like went on a hike to a, like the Appalachian Trail earlier today. And now I feel like I'm fucking Tony Robbins or something. Oh, yeah. uh, next, uh, uh, joining us today, uh, filling the Scott seat. He's hilarious. You've seen him on Comedy Central. He has a half-hour special. Casey James Salango is here, friend of the show. He's been on the show before. How you doing, folks? The dirty white nightmare, the wild country phoenix, the big man getting it done every day, every night. Pair of jeans fitting just right. The captain of this ship, El Capitan, Captain (laughs) James Salango. Welcome me aboard. What a pleasure it is to be here, fellas. There's times in that where your audio dropped out, so you just looked like you were about to cry. It just sounded like you were gearing oh, up yeah. to cry. I feel like I'm going to cry. I don't know why, but I'm here. I'm the one-man party bus, uh, the tall, tall <laughs> glass of water. I got a lot of names, brother. Um, all right, let's get, let's get going to this 10-count, fellas. A lot of news in wrestling this week. A lot of news. Number one, Zelina Vega supports unions, and she is out on her ass. Uh, this is a crazy story. That will be play. We'll probably be talking about for months and months and months and months. I guarantee you, we'll be talking about this longer than WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, but Zelina Vega uh, made the choice to uh, keep her Twitch channel over <clears throat> having a WWE contract. Apparently, she was making more money on Twitch. Uh, WWE did not like that, and they fired her. And um, I, I, I actually, I don't feel sorry for Zelina Vega because the first person that usually does this turn like gets out great like like she's gonna get a contract in AEW in a couple months she's also gonna have the twitch money it's gonna be it's the second person where it gets like oh you're not gonna you're not gonna make the splash that you thought you were gonna make you know yeah. curtis um, axel's only fans isn't really gonna get things going for him <laughs> right um well it opens up a lot of questions whether or not wrestling should unionize whether or not they should be real independent contractors robert you're the lawyer so let's start out with you what, what do you think of this whole situation so i think uh, there's a lot to unpack here uh i think on the one hand you know she made the stink about you know we're going to unionize this comes up every couple of years and nothing ever winds up happening from it jesse ventura tried this years and years ago this always gets cycled through john oliver did a whole special a whole last week tonight about it and everyone got upset for about a week and then it just moved on because wrestlers aren't people so nobody really gives a shit about them i think the problem with them trying to unionize now there was a legitimate reason to have to unionize 25 30 years ago 
Nobody got any health insurance. Nobody was retiring. They were all dropping dead at 40. They were treated like circus animals. In 2020, they're all paid. If you're on WWE TV, you're making pretty damn good money. Uh, it's not my fault that you, you know, you're not really great at being able to pay taxes or, or, or make sure you pay for health insurance or take care of yourself because you're 24, 25 years old and you're being seen in 160 countries. But I think the, the immediacy and the urgency for, for unionization for safety and, and work standards really isn't there in 2020 because it's still a publicly traded company. So they have to watch their ass because they have to worry about Wall Street. I think if they wind up becoming a publicly traded company, they're fucked. I mean, I'm publicly traded. If they want to become unionized, they're fucked because this is how they save a ton of money by making these guys independent contractors. And then it extends out. All right, what about AEW? Are they going to have to be uh, under a union ring of honor? Well, not just that, but what about, you know, what about the writing staff? What about uh, the directors that you use? I mean, there's a guilt for every single thing that they right they have there wwe is non-union that's why i loved working there it was great because when you, when i was a writer i wasn't a member of the writers guild none of that mattered it was like all right i'm an employee like everyone else i can sit in front of an editing bay and i can cut my own video packages if i want i was able to put together music you can do whatever you want and you don't have to touch anything when i've worked for networks or companies where it was union i wasn't allowed to touch shit and it made life much more difficult Casey, what do you think? You don't think this cameo Twitch thing is going to kind of steer the other direction? Because this is basically theft. They're, this is their own personal money that Vince won't let them make for no reason at all. And I think this is kind of shining a light. There's, of course, we've all known about the indignities forever since fucking Hulk Hogan dropped a big leg on the unions in the 80s against Jesse Ventura. But I feel like this is the most blatant uh, just... It's disgusting. I don't. I don't know why he needs to take this money from them. They've got so much money. Why not let them play fucking video games? I don't know who wants to watch AJ Styles play video games anyway. God bless you. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird. That's a real weird uh, get thing to want to do with your free time is to like watch <laughs> AJ Styles play Call of Duty and hear his real opinions on things. It makes no sense. I heard about Twitch. I was like, there's no way this is going to last. You just watch people play video games, and it's the biggest goddamn thing in the world. So I'm a 1,000 years old. Do you have to pay to watch them play the video games? Are they making money off advertising, or how does this work? It's kind of like Patreon. There's tiers, so you can donate. You know, I mean... It's very close to being a cam girl. It's it's like, yeah. you know, like all the, like like AJ Styles and a cam girl. There's a lot there's not that much uh distance between them. <laughs> but my my deal, you know, I'm 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 lucky um I'm in the writers guild, so I'm very lucky, but I you know, I have health insurance. The the unfortunate thing about the writers guild is that there are you know, there you know, I for instance, I wasn't a huge fan of you know, this, this uh, shit they did where they made us fire all our agents. Like, I got new agents now, mm -hmm. but I had to do that with the guild. You know, there's certain things that happen when you're a guild <clears throat> member, and for sure it slowed my career down, you know? Um, so there's certain things that happen with the guild that aren't necessarily great for the individual, but are good, uh, good long-term. I don't think, I personally, you know, like, look, I mean, I think all these guys should get health insurance, without a doubt. Um but if they're not getting health insurance, and I think it's going to be really hard to get wrestlers to unionize because half of them believe the earth is flat. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that the solution is making them real independent contractors. WWE shouldn't be touching their Twitch money. They shouldn't be touching these side projects, especially now with the way that it's like, 
cross cross platformed, you know, like Sasha Banks being on the Mandalorian only helps WWE. And it's not like WWE is going to see that money. Well, yeah, but that they love exposure. They were okay. You know, Xavier Woods creating up, up, down, down as Austin Creed, but still they, they were all for it. You know, go out there, make a name for, for yourself, make a name for the WWE Twitch. They feel you're monetizing off of intellectual property that they've created because people are not tuning in to see Zelina Vega because yeah, but but that doesn't matter because it's still her name and she can have, she had another gimmick before WWE and she'll have another gimmick afterwards. Right. So it's it's a, it's a gray area, but they, they turn it into here are our rules. And if you don't like it, there's the door. And you're more than, you can go to AEW, keep your Twitch account, keep a a cameo account or an OnlyFans, and you can find success. And AEW is going to reap a lot of benefits from that. Yeah, for sure. They're going to, and they should. Um, I, I think that my problem comes into like, like it, it'd be one thing like, okay, Kane is a character that is completely created by the WWE. Okay, that is their fucking jaws. You know, like they they came up with that from the from the fucking ground up. You know, you can't argue that. But the AJ Styles character was there way before WWE. So it's like, yeah. as far as like what Mark, what is like, what is real intellectual property? It, it, it's hard for me to determine that, especially when Vince has made a career just stealing intellectual property. Yeah, Christ, yeah. There's a wrestler at NXT called Dexter Loomis named after a serial killer and a scream character, you know, like mm-hmm. they're, they're blatant with some shit, but I don't know. I, I also, I couldn't say blankly like unionize either. It should be up to the wrestlers, but like, yeah, I, I feel like they're just, they're trying, they're having their cake and eating it too. And that's just only going to go, that's only going to yield gains for so long, right? I can't see them surviving as a union. Having worked for when I, and I spent eight years working with the, with the Florida Panthers, dealing with uh, players' union, and we had a lockout that that lasted for half a season. And the people who really suffered were the day to day employees. And part of the fights that they were having were the quality of the towels in the hotel rooms was it was an, an a legitimate line well, item issue is different but that's a different situation dude i mean oh no it's a different I, situation I, I, but it'll boil down to that if this is we need health care or we need basic you know safety issues that's one thing once wrestlers start getting a taste of unions and it's like we all need to band together and get better catering and or else we're going to strike i just feel like you're not dealing with the the cream of the crop intellectually across the board with some of these folks sure sure i feel like it's well, uh, well, you I think, think you, you are with like, actors? I mean, actors are some of the dumbest fuckers I've ever met. Machines. Uh, I think someone big like AJ Styles, since he's big on there, because they don't. They, I guess, they see Zelina Vega as expendable. But I think if someone like AJ Styles stood up, they're not going to tell him there's the door because he's a huge part of their company. So I think if someone big like that were to actually step up and say something about it, then it would get something done. And now what about Andrew Yang saying he's going to get involved in all this? You don't think that's going to speed things up? I, I have no idea. Biden just appointed uh, somebody like a, a climate, the, their, his climate activist liaison is like take is like one of the biggest recipients of fossil fuel in Congress. Yes, yes, I saw that. No, man, I have no idea. But I mean, look, I think the best you can hope for is is kind of um, a pushback of both sides, like a almost like push from the brink of war, you know, like a, like right now, like WWE being like, okay, you can do OnlyFans and stuff like that, but you know, like you're also not going to unionize. I think like that's the only way this plays out. 
that's fair to both sides, but yes, it could be a compromise. And Zelina Vegas started OnlyFans. I think that was the final, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Nothing, nothing new, just tasteful body paint stuff. Uh, <laughs> exactly. There is difference there. It's like the one, it is the one, it's the like one of the only, um, well, not only disciplines. It's, it's one of those disciplines where a woman can make so much more money than a man. Yeah, someone is trying to fight me on Twitter. I'm saying like, uh, they're like, you should start an OnlyFans. I'm like, I don't think it's going to go the same for me. I don't know. No. I'm sure like three dudes would pay to watch me. A bunch of fat up. guys asking you to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> I get $45 to hang out with some fat dudes and beat up <laughs> your Honda Civic. I'll do it. I'm pretty broke. Number two, Drew McIntyre is champ yet again. Uh, I thought this was an incredibly well done package at the start oh, of the yeah. hour. I thought Drew's gear was awesome. I, I even loved the Seamus backstage segment. Um, Randy, I mean, there is a point at the beginning of the match where Randy basically says to Drew, nice cock. Like, they take the, he takes the kilt up and he, like, looks at his package and he's like, looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the be- it's why Randy Orton's the best and yeah. why Drew McIntyre's the best. Obviously, this makes uh, Sunday's Survivor Series main event way better. Mm-hmm. Are you guys excited about another reign as uh, Drew as another reign champ? Should they have kept it on Randy Orton so Edge could have come back after it? What, what do you think? I think uh, I don't think Randy needed the title at all. The Edge feud it doesn't need the title. It's not about the title at all. They could use that to prop up something else. I think they're just trying to pad his numbers. So maybe down the line there could be some kind of Cena Orton face off to beat flair's uh record i think yeah, that's kind of where they're going with it. i mean I think besides Drew, the number who wants to see that you know we've seen that match i know i love i love cena and i love orton and I, I i really like their matches but for when they fight when they wrestle together it's so boring because it's, it's like so boring. wwe style versus wwe style it's just i know i think one more matches they're older guys you know there's something on the line who knows what's gonna happen it could be yeah. exciting but i think drew needs it more uh him versus roman's way more interesting i think he's still being established as a top guy so i think having this longer title reign uh is absolutely necessary the sword thing was weird but it was cool they got me caring about sheamus for the first time maybe ever i don't know why i think sheamus is cool it's i never gave a shit about sheamus and the sword i i kind of dig him now yeah we we might have to drug test you if you're thinking that sheamus is uh (laughs) i like him now I don't know why. I don't know what it's something about giving a guy. He was decent backstage. I do think um, it is just odd seeing somebody like in my life holding a sword that looks like they should be holding a sword. Like Drew has that body. Like almost everyone I know, like before this, like they were a coke dealer and they had a sword and like a boa constrictor. It was never (laughs) somebody that looked like fucking Drew. A boa constrictor with a sword? Yeah, man. uh, Some guy I knew in LA. That's dangerous, dude. Uh, Robert, what do you think of this? You're you and you and Drew are are. Uh, am I allowed to say shoot shoot acquaintances? Uh, I'm shoot acquaintances with Drew and Randy. I'm sure Randy's thrilled to not have to carry the title, uh, physically, just so he doesn't lose dude, he, it on his he fucking bus. His leg when he pinned him, like thanks. Oh yeah, yeah. I've never seen a person getting pinned who thanked the guy pinning them. It's usually <laughs> the other way around. It was hilarious. He was like, "Thanks, man. I really." I didn't want to have to work Sunday. I don't want it to sell a Roman Reigns punch. This is fucking great. I think what's strange about this is I didn't understand why they took the title off Drew. I thought he had all this momentum and then they clipped his legs out front of him. And I said, the only reason it made sense was to build up Randy Orton and Edge. 
And the guy I feel the worst for is Braun Strowman because they move Braun Strowman to Raw and turn him heel. Uh, and it's like, all right, this is going to be this, this heel Braun Strowman going up against Drew McIntyre. And then they turn him babyface, and it's like, all right, he's going to be a babyface going against Randy Orton. Now he's kind of fucked. Same thing with uh, with The Fiend. It's like Bray Wyatt. I feel like when Randy was champion, now they were getting in this groove of, all right, Drew's breathing down his neck. The Fiend's coming after him. Braun Strowman's coming after him. The Miz has the briefcase. Everything's closing in on paranoid Randy Orton. And then, oh, shit, here comes Edge. Like, that was a cool story. We're not getting that. But that's fine. Drew Drew needs the title. I think when Drew lost the title, he he kind of became like his whole storyline was every time we're in the building, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you up, Randy, and that was it. And that's kind of a weird lame story. Him as champion, he's got AJ with the with the the tall associate, which isn't at all racist. Uh, that he didn't know he spoke English. Um, <laughs> he, I it, actually kind of like that because I I took that more as AJ being an idiot. <laughs> you know like if it was anybody else i'd be like if it was like triple h it would be awful like you'd be like Ugh. but yeah. aj not knowing that he spoke english is like yeah i could see aj like you know i mean this is a guy who definitely takes his kids to the creationism museum you know what i mean uh, so yeah, like, yeah he's a dumb he's a dumb dumb but we but we love him he's, love him. he's one of the best dumb. ever hi there's my wife and my dog what are you guys hey courtney about wrestling honey it's my private time <laughs> we're talking about drew mcintyre <laughs> Get out of my room. We just lost half our audience by reminding uh, them that our, one of our hosts has love in their life. I'm so sorry. Oh God! All three of us are married. This we're is like going. we are we are the weirdest subset of uh, of wrestling fans. And yeah, we're all we're all married with kids and dogs and Jesus. Kids and dogs. Yeah, I uh, I don't think the Edge feud needs it. I feel like maybe the Fiend. It, they can still do the Fiend Randy feud. They've been building that for a while. I was kind of surprised they didn't just toss it on uh for sunday but i guess they're not doing a match like that the survivor series build is always fucking weird everything gets put on hold i can't wait till it's over the whole fall for wwe always sucks it's just like one long holding pattern because it's like they know they're gonna get their ass kicked by football i love survivor series but i'm a fucking weirdo i just have like good yeah, i don't yeah. it's fun i guess but it doesn't has nothing to do with anything else like associate with thanksgiving and i don't know it's more like nostalgic than it is well, also, there there were the four greatest Survivor Series matches ever, which we covered on our Patreon this past Sunday as a cheap plug because I'm a whore. Hey, now. I don't know what number one was, but I don't want to tip it off. We will, be covering, uh, we will be covering Survivor Series, my favorite pay-per-view. Let's see how, see how it turns out. Uh, number three, off Drew McIntyre, WWE. <laughs> this was fucking, this was a great segment, but it was great for all like the reasons they didn't want it to be great. Number three, WWE tried to make Roman a heel for thinking COVID's real. If you guys saw SmackDown, there was actually there was a good match between Drew and Jey Uso and also a really good segment up front, I thought, anyway, between um, Drew and Roman, mm-hmm. where uh, Drew, uh, you know, as a baby face, which, like, just drives me nuts. He's like, I've been the one, you know, basically holding this company together since you've been gone. Oh, yeah. You know, which we knew was going to happen. Vince just couldn't, he could not let somebody coming back from COVID, somebody who took time for COVID, not be a heel. But then Roman comes back with the most baby face promo ever, which is like, oh, you're on Raw. That's cool. I don't watch Raw. Like, <laughs> I don't watch Raw. It's not good. I hear it's not good. Yeah. Like it was like so crushing. And maybe it's just as a comic, like I like meaner. I always go for like whose line is meaner. But 
I don't know, man. I just don't think the segment did what it was supposed to do. It got me interested in the event. I mean, I can't wait for Survivor Series. I can't wait to see him fight in Survivor Series, but I, I don't know. I don't know if it long-term storyline character-wise, you know, it, it did the trick. What, what do you think, Robert? Well, I think, I mean, Roman's a heel because COVID doesn't exist in the WWE universe. <laughs> That's why nobody wears masks and everybody's around each other sweating and breathing on one another. <laughs> so, you know, fuck him for that. But it's, you know, they... They haven't said on TV why he was gone. If it was Roman is taking time off because of COVID, he just vanished one day. So making it that he's just a dick, I guess it's it's something. Uh, and I don't think that a lot of the people watching SmackDown believe in science. So anytime someone's talking about science, they're a fucking heel. That's true. <laughs> yeah, remember Daniel Bryan being a heel for a cycling? Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. That was he was um, protecting, but he also there was like one year where like he was like supporting, like during 2016 he was supporting Jill Stein, and I'm like, all right, Daniel, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Right, <laughs> he's a sweet man. I love him. I love his children. His- I love him. He's one of my. He's one of the best ever. He's one of my favorite ever. Yeah, it's weird the heel face. This even as a child watching WWE, I always liked the bad guys, and I didn't know why. And I think it's just because Vince McMahon's idea of what a good person is is so wrong. <laughs> even as a child, I could tell him, like, this person seems to have better morals. This, this horrible, bad person. This, the faces are always like assholes, no friends, just beating people up for no reason. I don't know if you've heard it or if you're the one. Somebody told me the story, and it's like, the, it's the greatest, like, I, I, it's a greatest um, indication of, like, what Vince thinks a good guy or a bad guy is. Like, I guess it was like Edge and Matt Hardy, they were having that feud, and he got edge lita and matt hardy in a room together and then he was talking about how they were going to build that feud or whatever and vince goes you know like you know you ever see somebody with like in a wheelchair and you just want to you just want to push them over because you can and uh, edge and both edge and matt hardy are like no that's not <laughs> something anybody thinks what is that about oh my god well, it's yeah, kind of like roman reigns is a shitty heel because he cares about his family and his family's reputation and doesn't want vince to take over his legacy yeah. and and you know put them in poverty therefore he's a heel drew's a baby face because he has a sword which even better <laughs> it's it's vince's sword i don't know if you heard that story oh really but they were like we need a sword and vince is like i have a sword because i guess triple h and stephanie were over in scotland and they bought vince a fucking sword because he's the kind of guy who would own a sword and a snake and a lot of cocaine and he just gave it to drew and he's like here you're gonna use this on tv that's incredible i don't that's god bless him uh yeah it's Look, he's yes. not not he's a, a fun guy. Family, I think, is the point of this. No, Dan, he's not a fun guy. He just owns good shit. <laughs> yeah, like a T Rex skull, right? That's pretty fun. Right. Like there was a kid I was friends with in high school who was a fucking asshole, but he had one of those illegal cable boxes so we could watch WWE oh, pay per views. Yeah. Only oh, reason yeah. we were ever friends with him. Like, I had a guy like that too. Yeah, I had a friend like that too. He said that his brother had a uh, toothpick signed by Razor Ramon. I'm like, there's no way you can sign a toothpick. He's like, no, it's real. I'm like, well, bring it out. He's like, I'm not allowed to touch it. <laughs> can you imagine Scott Hall trying to fucking sign a toothpick <laughs> on all on all those goddamn quaaludes? And- <laughs> Or Maybe that's what helps him. Like, you know, those people like, like, can like sign on rice. Like, he used to be able to get that at the mall where they print yeah. your name on a piece. That, that's Scott Hall's specialty when he's all fucked up on drugs. It's he can write it. very small. Yeah. They got to bring Quaaludes back, by the way. I've never gotten to try them, but I'd like to. Anyway, next topic. Yeah, I think Cosby <laughs> put a kibosh on those. Yeah, it's sad. 
Number four, let's grade AEW Dynamite. Uh, I thought it was a fine show. It wasn't wasn't my favorite of their shows. We'll start out with uh, the main event, Taz, uh, Team Taz, which is Brian Cage and Ricky Starts, took on Cody Rhodes and TNT champion Darby Allen. Uh, there was a there was an awesome there was an awesome uh, drill claw off the off the middle turnbuckle was was amazing and I you know I'm not like a huge Brian Cage fan but that was that was awesome to watch and at the very end of it they uh, used this opportunity to turn Will Hobbs heel I don't think this was smart they just yeah. put over on commentary a couple weeks ago that Will Hobbs got into wrestling to honor his brother who died. And, you know, died who was shot in the street or something. Like the most babyface story ever. And now you're turning him heel. Yeah, like but- and when they already have a big guy there, I just don't understand what the point of this is. Well, the reveal is that Will Hobbs shot his brother. That's going to be the fucking turn. Oh, <laughs> that's, br- that's brilliant. I've been calling the Will Hobbs heel turn yeah, for weeks it. and weeks. Was- this is going to do this. That storyline is like straight out of Tucker Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> you've been calling the will hobbs heel turn every every week on this show for the last several weeks i kept saying like that that's the only way this could end because otherwise he's just another guy with without a belt uh on his jeans and and is always late when he comes out with a chair this is at least is going to give him something and i think that him and ricky starks together as a as a monster team and letting brian cage go off and and run for the you know go after the tnt title is a nice it's a nice split, and I think it'll give him a nice opportunity to establish a character other than, you know, hey, I, I grew up uh, in a, in a really rough area, and I'm, you know, everything is going to be sad. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I feel like he was a good, like, homegrown uh, baby face. I've only seen him wrestle a couple times, but they also have a, you know, a pretty big diversity problem in AEW. So it was like one black guy. Now they're making him a heel uh i thought like he was gonna be a huge face and be a, a big fucking deal so i don't know i gotta i only watched clips of aw i didn't i got the email i, I didn't know to watch the whole thing i saw the card my all my friends are bigger aw fans in wwe and uh my friend's like hell of a car tonight and it was like kip sabian and i'm like your bar is lowered quite a bit for what yeah, a I do hell of a card like, is aew fans are the most forgiving kindest fans in the world I, yeah, I, WWE I fans everything. will rip everything apart. So it's, it's true. Yeah, they love everything AEW does, but uh, and they hate everything WWE does. It's called. It's the most stress in my life. Is this group text and we fight constantly. It's By the way, we miss you, Scott. <laughs> just dropping that in there as the <laughs> AEW. He's always super in on AEW. Oh, I thought you were just saying you hated me. <laughs> oh no, no. Just, I mean, <laughs> give it time, like Robert. You will. You'll. You'll learn to hate me. Robert has perfect diction, but it's really sharp because he's a lawyer. Yeah, so comes across as like an asshole. <laughs> he does have scary. His eyes are piercing into my soul. It, it all. It also helps that I'm. I'm genuinely an asshole. Um, <laughs> and that's not even. I'm not even. Oh my! At my at my last job, uh, HR in my report, they had to write that my coworkers find you mean and unapproachable, which was the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me. Wow! They wrote that. Uh, yeah. HR. I, I love it. It was great. I think you're a sweet guy, and I like you a lot. I just want you to know. You're that. like uh, you, you're a guy who likes to be feared, Robert. I did work for Vince. I've learned from the best. All right, John Moxley cut a promo about uh, where he revealed Renee Young is pregnant. So that's pretty cool, I guess. 
Um, it's I so funny. Like I listened to Meltzer talking about it today, and he's like, "They're gonna have a really attractive kid," and I'm like, "Meltzer, just <laughs> fucking, you're doing sixteen to thirty right now, bro. Just <laughs> you gotta calm down a little bit. I don't know what's going on here." Uh, uh, Pac came back and uh, and he fought. And he, he fought. I'm sorry, he fought the Blade. This was basically to set up death triangle like reforming but really forming for the first time because we've never seen them together i i don't i know i really like almost all these guys and i do not love this feud for whatever reason i you know i just don't like for me i'm still not buying Pac as a face yet i guess i, I can buy pentagon and phoenix's faces pretty easily but Pac and uh it's just a, i just feels like uh I don't know, like fucking, you know, cocktail shrimp and pancakes, man. I like both of them, but uh, having them together in the same meal is just going to be weird and probably like I'm going to be in the bathroom. So uh, what did you guys I, think of this? I can think. Uh, Pac is one of my favorite. I think that's one of the biggest balls WWE dropped. He's a fucking star, man. He's one of my favorite guys in there. Uh, I think he could be at the top of the card. Butcher and Blade, my favorite tag team in AEW. I fucking love those dudes. They look cool. They I don't cool really give fuck. a shit what they do in the ring. They just look fucking cool. They wear white pants. Some big fat guys, bald. I fucking love it, man. <laughs> With the bunny, they got the bunny neck in there. It's over. I love. I love these guys all. I feel like there was still a lot more mileage to go with Kingston leading this little group. I think part of the reason why it's such a letdown is Penta and Phoenix were just kind of out in the woods for so long in AEW where they were kind of heels, they were kind of faces, they were kind of directionless. It's like, all right, Eddie Kingston's a great mouthpiece. Penta and Phoenix, um, who, fun fun fact, I was told they didn't speak English. And then when I worked with them, found out it's a total work. They they don't want you to think that they speak English, that wow. nobody talks to them and bothers them or asks them to cut awesome. promos or anything. Yeah, I, I, was in, I was in a van with them and they were speaking English and they were really, really? Nice. <laughs> they're just like, Hey man, how's it going? And I say, Hey, okay, you working on this? Okay, cool. Damn, oh, it wasn't were... until like the third show I worked with them. They're like, Oh no, they actually do speak English. They just like to pretend like they don't. But I think Kingston I as that. the mouthpiece. My favorite things that's only unique to professional wrestling is faking, faking speaking English. Like, that's so funny to me. That's I want to do that. I mumble a lot, so no yeah. one can ever understand me. I'm just going to tell people I can't speak. Yeah, you've been English, like, you, you guys can't tell, but Casey James' lingo has been saying anti-Semitic things throughout this entire episode. <laughs> Nonstop. I like, hear it because it sounds like he's got fucking dip in his craw. Which you think would make me hate him more? Kind of makes him endearing to me. Like, you know what he's saying? It's my face. I respect that. I uh, admire you're that. A, you're a oh, sick you. You hate yourself. Come on. That's fair. Oh, this is all I want to come on the pod and do is win Robert over. You got to be like a medieval dark ages Jewish guy to not hate yourself. Almost every other Jewish, my Jewish friends like have some sort of self-loathing. Well, yeah, because the medieval ones, they had swords. So it was fucking cool. <laughs> right. No one's giving me a sword. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Shout out to uh, Mike Lawrence, Nick Navin, and all my Jewish friends. Yeah. All right. Uh, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa had a segment. This whole, this, this Serena Deb uh, Th Thunder Rosa match was just, I mean, like, I, I like Thunder Rosa, man, but I, I, was it Serena Deb who was botching all those spots? It just, it didn't look good no matter what. I think it was Serena. Pac, but, yeah. There was a lot of botched spots in the Pac match, too. There there were. This this was a little, I, I'm surprised that, I thought they were all going to be in the top flight Young Bucks match, and that one seemed to have the that least the, amount I of. I think that was the match of the night. Yeah, that was the, probably the best match of the night. Those top flight guys did great. They did great. Yeah, those those guys killed thing, it. Which I wasn't expecting. Maybe a little too much, but uh, 
It was it was great, and uh, it was the thing. Britt Baker, Britt Baker, another favorite of mine. I think her and MJF are the two people that WWE would try to steal away if they got the chance. I think MJF is a fucking star, and I think Britt Baker is a star, and I think those are if they could get enough money, those are the two people they try to steal from. I don't know if I'm going off topic here. Well, no, I think that's. I, I've thought about that. I was like, if if I was WWE. You know, you're not going to be able to get any elite guys. You're probably not going to get Adam Hangman Page, but I would just show up with a freaking suitcase filled with money for MJF. Me too. They, they fucked up and dropped the ball with MJF because um, I'm getting in the weeds. I don't care. They didn't want to sign him when they had the chance because they felt he was too young and because they had signed other guys that were like 20, 21 years old and then got into the performance center and they had behavior issues and they couldn't handle themselves. They're like, we're just going to avoid anybody who's under the age of like 22. And they completely fucking missed the boat. And MJF is going to be a tremendous star for, uh, I, I don't know, I turned into Trump all of a sudden. What the fuck? <laughs> um, MJF, unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> he made that Vegas segment, which was just the greatest segment oh, in yeah, the history of wrestling. Yeah, let's shit on that for a minute, but Dan. <laughs> all right. Dan? Here, here's my, I have a mixed feeling with the uh, Vegas. I thought some of the stuff was very funny, like tripping over the uh, shirtless dude, slow-mo, like right before they cut to commercial. I thought that was really funny. I thought some of it was like the de- <laughs> like putting Hornswoggle as the hangover baby is the definition of low hanging fruit. Like if you look up low hanging fruit, like let's make the midget a baby, you know? Like mm-hmm. I- I- I'm sure he was cool with it, just because I've <laughs> I've seen his stand up. But uh, you know, I-, I mean, I just I, I just didn't get it. I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, most of the time it's they're super. You know, like you know, some of it I thought was schlocky. Some of it I liked. What What did you guys think? I think the bar, the bar for comedy and wrestling is so low that if anyone's even a little bit funny, I give them a pass. It's so weird watching AEW. The shit that they're trying to be funny is usually actually quite funny, and it's surprising. After watching WWE most of my life and just seeing people make bad breath jokes and like call people rhinoceros and suffering and psychotash shit, like there's no fucking sense of humor in Vince McMahon whatsoever. So no, any uh, sense of humor that pops through is purely from the talent like you have yeah. Angle who just happened to have incredible comedic timing yeah it's an accident it's an accident yeah. so um uh yeah i thought it was it was funny enough it's good i think i think they're generally funny and smarter and i think a lot their comedy segments hit more than they miss for me all right yeah. a few other things jada attacked brandy backstage Aaron cassidy defeated kip sabian I just, it seems like kind of a waste for Orange Cassidy. Um, but, you know, whatever. Also I kind of weird that, like, Brandy had her arm broken and Cody didn't seem to care. Came out for the main event, totally fine. <laughs> yeah, Cody's a secret heel, man. Yeah. Uh, what would you guys give this? I, I was surprised at how big Cody is next to Brian Cage. He's huge, dude. He's, he's a huge guy. He's oh, a big guy. Oh. He is one of those dudes, like, you meet him in real life and he has, like, he kind of, like, because of now, like, he has the whole get. He has the the suit and the wife and the dog next to him, and he's yeah. kind of like that backstage, you know, too. That you're like, oh, this I'm dealing with like a whole aura, not just a person. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you guys give this as a grade? We'll start with you, Zach. What would you give it? Uh, I didn't like the show at all, really. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it a solid C. Whoa, Robert. 
I'm going to be more generous than Zach. I liked the Young Bucks top flight match. I felt terrible for Private Party the entire time because I'm like, these guys are just eating their lunch. Um, I, I liked the main event. I thought that was good. I really liked the Moxley promo. I liked the Omega contract signing because he just he's so good at being a dick. Um, oh, would, dude, he's, his new gimmick, this new heel Omega is awesome. I love it that he's not like, he's just a subtle heel too. That's what's so great about him. Right, because it was like, all right, John Moxley got jumped. He's like, oh, here he goes with another thing. And then even like the, and then the pen didn't work, and he just kind of like, he just kept going. I, I, I like that. And then making Shivani do commentary on him signing the contract. Uh, it's I'm Man's I'm bumping. Fun. I'm going B. Who was that backstage? You beat up Moxley. That was Lance Hoyt, right? Maybe Lance Archer or something. Uh, yeah, it'll probably either that or Renee for him announcing the pregnancy on TV. <laughs> Yeah, I was wondering. That was weird that that came out on TV before. I'm so excited. Anyway, we have more, like every good wrestling podcast, we have more pregnancy news later on the 10 count. Number uh, five. Uh, oh, I'll give this. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'll give the show a, a B. Robert? I'll give C, C plus because uh, I did not watch all of it because I got this email later and I didn't know I had to. Thank you very Robert. much. Robert. I, I said I would, I would give it a B. You said B. Okay. Yeah, I'll be generous. Um, Sorry, but I have, uh, I'm losing my grip on sanity. Number five, NXT. Uh, this is one of the better NXT shows I've seen in a uh, long time. Uh, I cannot wait for War Games. They're building that. like the, the way they're building Omega and Moxley and this War Games match, I mean, it's just... It's just tremendous, man. Everybody, like, I don't understand why SmackDown and Raw can't look at NXT and AEW and be like, holy shit, this is how you build a match. Um, anyway, uh, the Kings of NXT, Pat McAfee's stable, got into it with a returning Undisputed Era after uh, interrupting Finn Balor. I, I guess Finn Balor is back. Uh, that's what it seemed like. Um, there was an awesome, awesome match. I loved Io Shirai versus Rhea Ripley. Uh, the Leon Ruff stuff I even thought was interesting, and it was a different way to do it with Johnny Organo. And, uh, you know, the watching Cameron Grimes uh, react <laughs> in a blindfold to everybody like their ghosts and then all the ref bumps, I mean, that was that was great. And I also love uh, Tommaso Ciampa uh, going up against uh, Timothy Thatcher. So it is a solid A for me, Robert. Yeah, uh, I thought this was a home run of a show. The Leon Ruff stuff with Gargano was was really nice. I like that uh, Leon Ruff thinks he he deserves the title and he's trying to fight for the honor and integrity of it with uh, with Damian Priest. It's kind of a fun story. Cameron Grimes is the fucking MVP of 2020. Not even just a wrestling, just like <laughs> everything bad about COVID is good with Cameron Grimes. Uh, he made a blindfold match entertaining. And Dexter Loomis, who's just, you know, he's tall, he has blonde hair. He has facial hair. That's not a gimmick. That that's Casey. Um, but uh, and then there were two separate women's tag matches on the show. This is how deep their roster is of, of of women wrestlers. And the matches delivered. And they they told stories and they furthered storylines. The only miss in this entire show is probably that Kashida match, which was just kind of there. It was fine. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was by yeah. no means a bad match. It was a totally fine passable match. Casey. Uh, I'm going to say B plus. I'm the exact opposite. You guys, Cam Cameron Grimes, not for me. I, not I, for I, you. 
Everything he does annoys me. Uh, I don't think he's funny. I don't enjoy watching him wrestle. Just looking at him makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, Dexter Loomis, I think, is a big, beautiful man. I think he's great. Everything he does, killing it. Uh, the Leon Russell, him slapping Damian Priest, another beautiful man. I love a lot of beautiful men in NXT. Yeah, you love tall, beautiful men. I really do. I really do. Uh, but yeah, the Leon Russell was great. I love that he actually, you know, David and William Regal said, serves you right. And I was like, hell yeah, William Regal, stand up for something right. So I love that. The only uh, thing that me bummed just... me out about NXT is we cut off. You had to go online to see it, but they, they, didn't, they didn't air William Regal saying war games, which is the best thing. Oh, ever. yeah, yeah. Um, I love, I think Pat McAfee is an incredible mouthpiece. I think he's, oh my God. Also, like when they announced war games, if, if you want to look it up, like the way he reacts is great because he, he gets like pale in the face and then he sees, uh, done and, or, and working and all these guys being like, yeah. F-. And then he like looks at them and he's like, oh shit, I should be confident now. And then he starts to become confident again. Yeah. It's great. I love the whole thing. I mean, only working, I love Based only if only because of his Twitter, I love Oni Lark and he's great. And Pete Dunn is one of my favorites, top to bottom. So that whole stable does it for me. I'm fucking pumped. McAfee, man. I mean, I I just think that he's like he kind of reminds me of Heenan with some of his. Yeah, he's great. Very Heenan's, and I love that Pete Dunn fucking hates him. Yeah, which makes it so much more fun. Right, dude. If you're this is a question. If you're if you're SmackDown right now or Raw or Raw, I mean, especially Raw, right? If, if you're Vince McMahon and you see the fucking heat that Pat McAfee is getting, and it's hard to tell because there's no audiences because we're living in Mad Max, but if you saw the heat that he was getting, are you, would you be like, hey, I got to bring this guy to Raw to go against Drew just because he'll get people to love Drew because he's such a fucking asshole? I don't know. What, what, what do you think? Would you, yeah. would you regret a regret? What would you do? I think they're going to scoop him up sooner or later. He's a huge talent. I think if Vince gets one look, and if he ever accidentally watches NXT for a second, uh, he's going to want to scoop him up and bring him to the main roster to have him manage someone. Cause he's well, yeah, really but the popular. only problem is that, like, Pat McAfee is one of the rare guys that can tell them to go fuck themselves. That, so, is, an, that is an issue, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that could be the thing that keeps it from happening. Robert? Yeah, sure. I don't think he'll – I don't think he'll wind up on Raw or SmackDown. I think partly because with his schedule – with all the stuff he's doing with college football and everything, giving up your Friday or giving up your Monday where, where you're needed elsewhere is, is logistically tough. And the reason why he's so successful in NXT is because NXT is going up against AEW, they can throw out the Vince McMahon rule book. Everything Pat McAfee does that's successful is the kind of thing that Vince would micromanage and absolutely destroy. Every time Pat McAfee says, you know, he's like, Oh, you know, Adam Cole dead, not allowed to say dead. That's a Vince McMahon thing. You can't ever say a guy's dead. So that would go out the window. The fact that he's not overly scripted and put into a box, that would get eaten away if he was on Raw or SmackDown. And I don't think that he would want to put up with that shit. I think for NXT, they give him a little bit of latitude, a little bit of freedom. He's doing a lot of like the shtick that when you're a wrestling fan, you do. He's doing his bad flair impression. He's, he's talking like a guy who loves pro wrestling, which Vince would absolutely beat out of you. That makes uh-huh. sense. All right, you, you changed my mind. <laughs> Number six, Buddy Murphy joins the Mysterio family. Uh, my question is, uh, how is this wedding going to be sabotaged? Is it going to be because of Buddy? Is it going to be because of Dominic? Is it going to be because of Seth? Is is she going to be the heel? Mm, I, I don't think, know. 
I could see they're going to have like a wedding, right? That's where all these. They're going to have a wedding. Uh, it's love to see a 33 year old marry a 19 year old on TV. Uh, <laughs> I, think... I mean, like, here's the thing, though. Like, he is so you could tell how weirded out he is by it. Because I think that's, he's got to act weirded out because it is uncomfortable. Uh, he is like he's not like uh, like he's got it. It varies. It reminiscent. I think like she's really great like at it. Yeah. But like um, it is reminiscent of like the Ziggler Lana thing, like that kind, like a little bit when they mm -hmm. kiss, you're like, well, not the kid, but most like when they're hanging out with one another, it just feels like Buddy's like a little too. Which I mean, she's 19, she's not 16, unless like we don't know when she's secretly 16. That's what it <laughs> feels like. Like when he's on, it feels like he's weirded out when he's around her. That's yeah, yeah. Like. So he's matching my feelings at home. But <laughs> I, I love, I love Buddy Murphy. Uh, I think Seth Rollins taking time off or whatever. I'm going to say they're going to have a wedding. I'm going to say Big Dom is going to shut it down, turn heel, turn against the family, go against his dad. Big Dom with a big breakout match. I'd say Big Dom takes some steroids, get those arms a little bigger, and uh, straight to the moon, daddy. Yeah. Robert? It creeped me out when Buddy hugged Rey Mysterio's wife. That to yeah, me was the most uncomfortable moment, like because it didn't feel like it was wrestling. It felt like she's like, "Welcome to the family," hugging you. It just felt so uncomfortable. And and we, you know, years ago, we're gonna put Dominic on a pole. So it's kind of like if that and that wasn't the the worst idea ever. This, the wedding is gonna be so. There's gonna be something stereotypical and uncomfortable about it. There's gonna be a mariachi band and there's gonna be a pinata somewhere involved in this. <laughs> And then Bruce is going to talk about, like, no, it's fine. Well, I've known this. I grew up with these people. We're all good. Bruce, um, uh, on his podcast, like, I think he thinks he's part Mexican. He's yeah, talked he about it before. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's like when Hogan would say those love things. Love you, Bruce. We, yes, we, we, we love you, Bruce. And uh, Love you, Bruce. I, I lost my train of thought. It, whatever. You know, it, it'll be a wedding. It'll be something. He'll be Buddy Mysterio. Buddy Mysterio. Something's gonna be. I just want Buddy to get an actual push out of this and not, you know, fall to the wayside like Test did and that old marriage angle. Because I think. Well, I mean, Buddy Murphy's so much better than Test was. I thought Test was pretty cool. Big, beautiful guy. You know, yeah, you know what I, like. I, I didn't like how he worked. I just thought it was like it kind of reminds me of the way Sheamus works in the ring, where it's just a little sure, bit. Sure. Stop, yeah. start. It's not great, but Buddy is a goddamn star. Ah, oh, fuck. Because now you're talking about big men i'm trying to think this is going to be like baron corbin they're like we don't have anything for corbin send corbin out there to interrupt the wedding oh god corbin's a bum get him out of here i think damian priest is what they want they wanted corbin to be and he could i think damian priest could actually do it so get corbin out of there we got a new corbin in town and it's damian priest daddy number uh number seven is it weird looking at seth rollins in maternity photos i'll answer that yes it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, like well, Becky Lynch looks great. She's like glowing, and then like yeah. Seth's wearing like an undershirt, and like mm -hmm. it just almost is like it's almost like Becky like was like was like you have to be in these shoots, yeah. and he's like, all right, but I get to wear my undershirt, you know, like, <laughs> something like that. I didn't feel weird at all. I felt great about it. I love wedding families. I love wedding. I love wrestling babies. I I look at Matt Hardy's children way too much on the internet, not in a weird way. I just think they're goddamn adorable. He puts them in little outfits. My wife and I look at the wrestling baby. It's the beginning of the downfall of Casey James <laughs> I It's so weird. I can't. I go off about Matt Hardy's babies and people get very uncomfortable. But it's the only thing about me and my wife. It's the only thing she connects with wrestling about is uh, us just looking at these 
carny children together. So I'm ready for another one to come into the world. And then you could dream book the babies down the line. What the hell's gonna happen? It's a dream. I watched Dominic run from the ring. He ran right past me when he was a boy. Now I get to see him wrestle. It's, it's all my dreams coming true. In, in this first photo, Seth Rollins is dressed like AJ's bodyguard. Yeah, <laughs> he is. He, he looks like he's in a Talking Heads cover band. It's so fucking weird. Uh, though I'm glad he's wearing clothing. Because the last time I saw an uncomfortable picture of Seth Rollins, uh, Rollins, he was wearing a hell of a lot less. (laughs) Dude, the thing about guys from the Midwest who think they're artsy, like when you give them money, like the outfit choices they make are just fucking like Zoobly Zoo characters. It is (laughs) the goofiest shit. Like, I don't know if that's like a skeleton jacket. I don't even know what the fuck that is. But It's like every comic coming back to the mics after they've been on TV. They've all got a big goofy yeah. leather jacket. We've yeah, both done it, Dan. We've both done it. We've both done it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, the first... Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, you know, that's going to be a beautiful kid. So, uh, congratulations, guys. Congratulations. Number eight. It's time for the Survivor Series predictions. Cheap pop. Uh, myself, Robert, and a returning Scott Chaplin. We'll be uh, talking about uh, the Survivor Series right after it happens, and it'll be posted on Monday on Patreon. So become a member and uh, and check it out. I, I have no idea if we'll be talking about it on the show next week. It doesn't feel like it's going to be big enough of a show to talk about, but also, next next week's Thanksgiving, so I don't know if I'm going to break away from time with the family. Oh, to... that's right. <laughs> you should. You should. I mean, I might. They they look. They well, oh, they yeah, understand. Yeah. All right, guys. Either like. <laughs> We're not going to have an episode next week or it's going to be late. So there you go. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. Who do you guys got? This is tough. I'm going to go with Reigns has been unstoppable, but Drew just lost the title and won it back. So they're kind of booked themselves into a corner. I'm going to say Reigns with some chicanery, you know, maybe some Uso involvement. Uh, I'm going Reigns. Robert, so I kind of I, I I was going in reverse on this, but I'll, I'll I'll kind of let it out here. I think that it's going to be Roman. I think what's going to wind up happening is uh, I think Sheamus is going to cost Drew the match because Drew didn't join Team Raw, and I don't like Team Raw's chances of of winning because of that. So Sheamus is going to be all pissed off, and this is going to be you know I, I gave you a sword, and you uh, you know fuck you, and now Drew has someone to feud with. Yeah, that may, whoever, I think Roman's going to win, uh, but the most important thing is that Drew's going to be protected in how he wins, mm-hmm. especially uh, since Roman went over at WrestleMania 35. Yeah. Uh, I, Drew's, I think it's going to be a good match, though. I didn't love the WrestleMania 35 match, but, you know, that mm-hmm. was on a bloated card with, you know, a guy who was coming back from, you know freaking leukemia (laughs) yeah my favorite part of that match was i went i was there and i went to smoke a cigarette and i i found the dudes who played the bagpipes in the beginning and i hung out with them for a while and uh, they didn't expect anyone to be so excited to see them i was like you guys were awesome all right thanks that was the best part of the match for me i think it's cool you were able to go to an event you were able to smoke a cigarette i wasn't supposed to uh (laughs) the bad boy of comedy bad boy baby Men's Survivor Series match: Keith Lee, AJ Styles, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Matt Riddle versus Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and a to-be-determined fifth SmackDown member. Who do you guys got? Robert, we'll start with you. Uh, like I said, I think this will be SmackDown. Um, I think that this is going to set up 
Sheamus for later. I think that Team Raw doesn't get along and they wind up imploding. I don't see them letting Jey Uso lose. So I, I have a feeling it'll be SmackDown. Um, I'm going to go. We don't know who the fifth member is. I, uh, I mean, that Raw team looks goddamn great. There's a lot of beef in there, a lot of big dudes, but it's been clear that they can't get along. They lost to Retribution. I think they're only win. So, you know, fuck it. I'm still going to say Team Raw just to go against the grain. Yeah, I think because they lost to Retribution, it's going to be Team Raw. But yeah. it could go either way. I, you know, I, I'm not confident on any of these predictions. Women's Survivor Series match, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Lacey Evans, Peyton Royce, and Lana versus Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and two other wrestlers to be determined. Peyton and Lacey were just recently added after Dana Brooke. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, what's her name? Mandy uh, Rose. Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Yeah, was injured. Yeah, you're good. Um, I, you know, I, I, I hope it's – look, I, this is – I'm just going to pick on what I hope. I hope it's Bianca Belair's team and she's the sole survivor just because they desperately need to build some people up right now. Um, and I, I have I think that's going to happen. Fuck it. I think that's going to happen. Uh, what, what do you think, Robert? Yeah, I agree. I think that Bianca Belair is going to win. I think that uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Lana is going to get put through a table. It's new. It's creative. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, I think the only, you know, they, they put Peyton Royce and uh, Lacey Evans in there because they're cannon fodder. So they can lose pretty quickly to Bianca Belair and make her look more impressive. Yeah. Uh, I fully agree. Yeah, I think Bianca Belair uh, is going to be a big deal. And I think she's the sole survivor. Fully agree. All across the board, boys. We did it. She's somebody else. If I was an AEW, I'd throw some money at for sure. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Oscar um, versus Sasha Banks. I'm going to go with Sasha Banks just so because Asuka went over the last time and they, and I think it's the right thing to do. You know, Sasha's about to start her uh, reign over on SmackDown. You, you want to make her look strong. Robert. I'm going to go Asuka. Uh, I feel like the whole Carmelo thing will wind up playing in here because they, they have to do something with her. So I think her costing Sasha the match, uh, it would give, uh, you know, would give them a reason. And Oscar, she's had nothing else to do. Like, I feel bad for her. You gotta, you gotta throw her a bone here. Yeah, uh, I'd love. I would want Oscar to win. I'm gonna say Sasha just because she's getting the bigger push, the bigger storyline right now. And then, you know, they could just pop Oscar into something else afterwards. So I'm gonna go with Sasha. Uh, New Day Street Profits. I'm gonna go with New Day. Casey. Uh, street profits. Fuck it. Robert? <laughs> I think I think street profits. I think they'll get a some roll up and then they'll all hug and eat pancakes and uh everyone will be happy. Zach? What? <laughs> <laughs> New day. Cool. Bobby Lashley versus Sammy Zayn. Hmm. I think this is going to be Lashley. I just can't see Vince put having Sammy go up. I, did you see the tweet, Sammy? Put it out today. This is what makes me think he's gonna lose in three seconds. What did he talk about Black Lives Matter or something? He said, "What did he say?" It was just, uh, it was so dramatic. I it said, uh, "I hear the United States Champion Bobby Lashley is working on a new finishing move called the American Way, where he sets up a base on my property, destroys my home, as his, oh friends, my God. <laughs> as his friends take whatever is left, then says he did it for freedom and makes me out to be the bad guy. So for that reason, I think Sammy's going to lose in four seconds. 
even though I want him to win so bad. I love oh the guy. Oh my god, that's fucking great. It's great. It's great. Robert. Oh, now I feel bad. I mean, yeah, Lashley's gonna Lashley's gonna beat him pretty quickly, but uh, fucking Sammy Sammy Zayn is a national treasure. Yeah, I can't believe he is fucking. I mean, dude, I I'll say the he has fucking gigantic balls. He probably has the biggest balls in wrestling. It's basically like be like basically be like he's basically the Twitter account for the nation, but he's on WWE. It's it's great. He's a heel, so he can say he can just pretend like he's like, oh, I'm saying he's a heel, but it's like, no, this is actually what I believe. You're all evil pieces of shit. No, he knows he's fine because he's he. They can do whatever he wants, and if God forbid they fire him tomorrow, he'll wind up in AEW the next week with all of his buddies, and he'll be he'll be the star there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's so good. Number nine, FTR lands number one on the first ever PWI Tag Team 100. And yes, I was having trouble filling out the end of this list. <laughs> yeah, this is the top story from 1989. Uh, holy shit. I, I didn't even know PWI was still... Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just throwing Bill after a bone or whoever the fuck is over there. What other tag teams would even... Do you know who rounded out the top five? Uh, I think it was Doom. like PR than the Young Bucks. <laughs> the Body Donnas. The body Thomas, yeah, yeah. Oh man, imagine '99. I want to oh see this list. Be, but the, the last couple entrants have got to be real rough. Yeah, it's no. still Patterson and Briscoe. Um, <laughs> yeah. They're just uh, number ten. Our final entry into the list, guys. Oh man, just when he thought Retribution was getting buried, not only do they beat Team Raw, but they take over WWE's Twitter account. Ali took it over. Yes, it was only for about six hours, but the havoc they wreaked during that six hours. Oh, man. Um, you know. <laughs> this is great. You know what? They're, they need the skills on how to use social media because they're not going to be working in wrestling for that much longer. So this yeah. is something to put on the uh, on the old resume. God, I love it. I think these guys, I love it that they've completely, they've had to create this whole angle themselves online because nobody's given them anything. <laughs> and I think they've done a great job with it. Uh, Ali is fantastic. I don't think any funny, other guys. Like WWE, like what they think like an Antifa group is. Yeah, yeah. It's like what your grandma thinks a bad boy is. It's true. You know? It's so fucking funny. But I don't, I don't feel like any of the other guys would have had a career in the main roster outside of this anyway to be honest so oh, dominic dijakovic i think he would have man especially like watching him in that match he's like i was a big fucking dude and he's big and he's a good. lot of things in wwe and not get a and, and not be forgiven but being big you get oh. forgiven quite a bit i feel like he'd just be a random maybe they make him like a foreigner heel like he would just get slotted in some random role anyway so i think this is his best shot Definitely the foreigner heel thing is like i think me him is the best chance of breaking out of this to actually make something of herself uh or maybe slapjack who knows well they desperately need to build people so like yeah. make me a yama threat yeah know? Mm-hmm. i don't know what, what do you think robert i love t-bar uh he had a thing on twitter i'm not gonna look it up but it was like here all right here are the top five things you've all said to me it's not funny i get it. it's like number five yes i look like i'm in slipknot i don't give a fuck i like slipknot uh number four is like yes bane Dark Knight's awesome. Number three, I'm a jobber. We won on Raw. It's like he's he's having so much fun yeah. with this shitty gimmick um, that, you know, that's the only thing you can do at this point. Because if he goes on there and bitches about it, like Ali has bitched about it, where he's like, oh, you want to get mad at me for this? I'm not the writer. Um, yeah, that's not the way to go with this. Just Ali did that. Yeah. Talent throwing the writers under the bus. 
Yeah. It's it's all it's always our fault. But uh, nah, T Bar is having fun. I think. I mean, Dijakovic was really entertaining in NXT. Those matches with Kevin Owens were I mean, with Kevin, with Kevin Owens with uh, Keith Lee were great. And yeah. uh, if he can he can talk, he's he's entertaining. He's good in the ring. You know, he's no slapjack, but I think he'll be okay. I was hoping to see when they had a match on Monday, like a moment between Keith Lee and Dijakovic. We didn't really get that, but I thought we'd at least get a glimpse of the magic they pulled off, but they didn't do it. They also haven't revealed, like, is Keith Lee not supposed to recognize his That's, best friend and his, you know, partner? Yeah, I guess not. I, it's very strange. You think nobody watches NXT just because Vince doesn't. Like, it's a whole other goddamn universe. It's silly. Um, I, uh, yeah, I was watching that, and I was like, they really need to keep Slapjack around forever. Like, I think that he needs to be their new Brooklyn brawler or the goon. Yeah. Like, just, I would love if, like, in fucking 10 years from now. And it doesn't even have to be the same guy. You know, like, it can be the new doink. There's a new Slapjack, you know, every six months. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. give a shit. It would, it's just, like, a fun character now to have. He's almost become like a gobbledygooker. (laughs) Yeah, but you got to protect the character. Like, I just looked online now because we tend to have a habit of while we're recording this, like some fucking major news story happens and we miss Uh it. The top story, not great, but Undertaker has joined Cameo for a thousand bucks a pop. Uh, That's depressing as hell. Like, he did the Wings show today. Like, he's got a. Are you allowed to do Cameo under this new policy you're not supposed to but i think it's special. i mean it's it's undertaker he's not technically active roster so i don't ah, think they're gonna say shit i'm yeah, gonna do it and i'm gonna make him say black lives matter that's my plan for a thousand dollars i'm gonna raise it and make the man see undertaker is my favorite wrestler of all time so uh seeing him in a trump shirt was really it was difficult so has this stuff like I, I, my friend texted me the other day it was the picture from people magazine of him yeah. in his kitchen like cooking for his kids yeah he's the one dude who they kept protected for so long. Yeah, yeah. Is it annoying the shit out of you seeing this? That doesn't annoy me. I don't mind seeing him as a human because he is, but like having to learn his like political views is the stuff that <laughs> honestly annoy me. Yeah, but, but you can't, I don't know, man. Like you can't, you know, it's all about what he's actually doing. You know? I know, well, it's, it's hard. Well, it's, with a group of friends I watch wrestling with, uh, don't let me get away with anything. So I can't, I can't enjoy anything at all without them tearing me apart so but i like to see him have fun i loved him as the american badass taker because i thought i could see him he didn't have to talk like a zombie anymore he could just be a real hell's angel i heard he was like a real hell's angel did you really i don't know yeah i've never heard that but vince hated the american badass gimmick so much he hated it so much that when when we were there we weren't allowed to mention the american badass era the same thing with uh, my friend andrew goldstein he um oh i know andrew yeah you know andrew yeah, yeah yeah he was talking about he said it like on one of his first days there and apparently the room just got fucking silent really you didn't Damn. know that that was like you know like you know like in ellen don't make jokes about pets that's like what <laughs> i thought the original part was coming but when he turned heel and like was fighting rvd for like the hardcore title that was one of my favorite takers of all time oh, a note i forgot to say this is earlier but i realized that kenny omega is like the Japanese version of what they think a cool American is. That's like, true. That's like... like he looks like a Capcom. Like he's got the glasses and the jean jacket. Like he looks like he's like fucking Guile or something. Or There's Kenny. dancing girls around him. Yeah, yeah it's very Street Fighter-y. It's really funny. He's such a dork. <laughs> uh, Casey, what do you got to promote? 
Uh, you can, I've got my own podcast called The Good, The Dad, and The Ugly. If you want to check that out, it's very fun, very funny. Uh, my wife and I host a show every Thursday on Zoom called Filth. It's the opposite of a clean comedy show. You can only say dirty shit. It's actually starting right after this. Uh, you can find me at Casey J. Salingo, wherever. Uh, my album, Wild Country Phoenix, is available everywhere you can get albums. And uh, thanks for having me, guys. It's been a lot of fun. Wild Country Phoenix, great name. Robert? uh yeah this this was uh this was great um i don't know what happened in new japan this week i feel very lost and scared since scott wasn't here I, I almost had it in the corner but it just i just i just didn't feel right didn't feel right doing it with us i don't i mean is tanahashi okay or the 73 hours of tag yeah. matches yeah uh we'll, we'll get to it next week i'm sure but uh you can follow me on twitter at ww creative underscore ish uh and uh yeah we'll be back on sunday with survivor series Yes, join the Patreon. We have a t-shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. I'm also on Instagram at Dan St. Germain. Rate and review us on iTunes. Tell your friends and have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Zach? Wash your goddamn hands. Wash your goddamn hands. It's what Christopher Columbus said <laughs> the first day he landed on. Yeah. I don't like where this is going. Have a good one. <laughs>